Genesis chapter 1, I want to read verse 26 to 28. This is my message for today. Genesis chapter 1, 26 to 28. If you have seen it, say amen. amen. Then God said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Let him have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. We understand that God made man. I want to say God made man. This is important. We do not come from monkeys. Man has never come from monkeys. Come on now, say Amen. Forget about the whole thing about evolution. Forget it. Doesn't make any sense. The Big Bang Theory. Forget about it. Boom! And suddenly everything fell in place. That's not true. My Bible tells me that God is the creator. Come on now, say amen. amen. God made you, my friend. You were made by God. Notice it says, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. And I like the, the next line says, let them have dominion. Man was given dominion. Dominion. To dominate. To be in charge. Man was placed on earth to reign. Amen. Man was here, placed on earth by God to dominate. To dominate everything that God made. Nothing was supposed to dominate man. Man was in charge. That is the plan of God. And with all of my heart, I believe that God will never lose. God will never lose. God's original plan has been restored to us. That amen is very weak. Amen. God, God's original plan has been restored. God's original plan was restored to us in Christ. Come on now, say amen. amen. So watch this now. So man was put upon the earth and man was given dominion. Over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, over all the earth. Not some, but all. Over all the earth. And over every creeping thing that creeps upon the earth. Verse 27 says, so God created man in his own image. In the image of God... He created him. Male and female. He created them. So we understand that we. Were made in the image of God. In the likeness of God. Not in the likeness of an animal. Not in the likeness of a goat. Or a monkey. Or a chimpanzee. 
but in the likeness of God and in the image of God. Can someone say amen? amen? And God gave man the earth. And God said to man, I have placed you on earth and I've given you dominion. I want to say dominion. Now, you've got to understand that man was God on the earth. Say it, man was God, man was God. On, the on the earth. Now, the Bible does talk about, if you listen to Pastor Corey also, if you listen when he was speaking, he said, he said the Bible says, the God of this world has blinded the minds of those that believe not. But Satan was not the God of this earth. Man was the God of this earth. Man was the God. God Almighty placed man and gave him dominion over everything that he made. The Bible says the earth is whose? The Lord's and the fullness thereof, the people and they that dwelleth in it. So he made all these things. Are you listening to me? The trees, the forests, the the ocean, the, the, the rivers, the galaxies. God made all these things. None of these things were made by Satan, my friends. Come on now, say amen. amen. And in John chapter 1, the gospel of John chapter 1, of course, you know, in the beginning was the word. The word was with God. The word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things, I want to say all things. All things were made by him. Now, all things means all things. Everyone say all things. All means things. all things. There is no exaggeration in the Bible. Some of you do, but God does not. <laughs> you talk to some people, the matter is this small. But when they talk about it, they make it look like a huge mountain. People, people tend to blow things out of proportion. Correct? How many people were in the service? 1,000. Because they were counting toes and nails. No, it was not 1,000. It was 50. But you counted everyone's toes and everyone fing everyone's fingers. That is an, that's an exaggeration. Have you met with people who exaggerate? They exaggerate a lot. This matter is this small. Oh my God. When they tell you the story, you will think the whole world is crumbling down. Because they exaggerate. But God never exaggerates. That is one of the things I've learned. That God never exaggerates. When God says multitude, it means multitude. And multitude is not two people. For some of you, it's just two people. You say, oh, we had a multitude of people in the service. You know, Pastor, it, and we, we had so many people. How many? Two. But, but... But we also had angels. Come on now. <laughs> we, no, listen. God does not exact. God never blows anything out of proportion. God says it like it is. So notice when he says, I've given you dominion over all of my creation. It means all of his creation. But when man sinned, man committed high treason. And man gave his place to Satan. Now this is basically new creation realities. 
But we've got to look at how we came to where we are today. Are you listening to me? You can't understand new creation realities until you understand how it all began. How it all started. Man was in absolute dominion. And the Bible tells us in the book of Genesis that God will come to man in the cool of the day to fellowship with man. Come on, say amen. amen. And when man lost his place, man committed high treason by giving his position over to Satan. And notice what Satan did. Satan instituted a system. It was a system. It's Romans chapter 12, I believe, verses 1 and 2, where it says, I beseech you, my God, the kids are really crying. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your body a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your what? Reasonable service. Verse 2 says, do not conform to what? Oh, come on, talk to me. Are you here? Some of you are Bible school graduates. What's wrong with you? <laughs> Do not conform to this world. The word there, world, does not mean trees and galaxies and ocean. and No, it doesn't mean that. The word world there means a system. Do not conform, let's say it this way, do not conform to the system that has been instituted by Satan when man gave him this place. That's basically what he's saying. Remember where he said you are in the world, but not of the world. <laughs> Listen now, you are in the world, but not of the world. It's not talking about the material world. It's talking about the world that has been instituted by Satan. There is a system that Satan has instituted that goes contrary to the system of the kingdom of God. So when man committed high treason, man gave his place of dominion to the devil. And what happened was a switch. I want to say a switch. Man changed the place with the, with the devil. The devil became the one in dominion. And man became the one that was dominated. Do you hear what I'm saying? Man was in dominion and man was in authority. And man dominated everything including creeping things. But when man, excuse me, gave his place to Satan, <coughs> Satan took man's dominion, and man came under the dominion of the devil. The only people that are free from the dominion of the devil are those that have come under the dominion of Jesus Christ. Hmm. Until you come under the dominion of Jesus Christ, you are still dominated by Satan. I made a comment earlier on, and I want you to get it. Don't leave this place without understanding that. You cannot have the devil's dominion and God's dominion over your life at the same time. It is wrong doctrine. 
that has been infused in people that makes them think that the devil is still in dominion over their lives, even though they are born again Christians. Something is wrong with that teaching. Where Jesus is Lord and the devil is Lord of one life. It's a wrong doctrine. If Jesus is Lord, the devil is not. And if the devil is Lord, Jesus is not. You cannot serve two masters. You can't. I know in context when Jesus said that he was referring to God and mammon, the God of money or the God of uh, deceitful riches. That's basically what he was talking about. That's a demon. But we can actually look at that and say it is not possible to serve God and serve the devil at the same time. It is not possible to have Jesus as the Lord of your life and to have the devil as the Lord of your life at the same time. You cannot have both of them at the same time. Come on now, say amen. amen. That is why the book of Ephesians, I believe it's chapter 2. You can read Ephesians chapter 2 in your spare time. He talks about those that are still under the dominion and the authority of the, of the prince of the power of the air. There are people that are still under the dominion, under the influence of the prince of the power of the air. And the reason they are still under is because the Bible tells us that they are sons of disobedience. Disobedience to God's plan. Disobedience to God's purpose. And if you are disobedient to God, you are obedient to the devil. This is ABC gospel. But we can understand new creation realities if we don't understand the foundation that I'm laying today. Because we've got to understand that we came from somewhere. We came from God. And God gave man dominion. God gave man authority. God gave man the highest position on the earth. And man decided to give it up. And man gave it up. And the devil took it. And since that day... The devil established a system. Who wants a system? That's what Romans 12, 2 tells us. There is a system in place that the devil has established. It is opposite to the system of the kingdom of God. That is the reason why when somebody gets, when somebody gets saved, we emphasize the need to renew their minds. Why do they need to renew their minds? The reason is because they have come out from that system into a new system. And they've spent 40 years of their lives in one system. And they've come into this new system, which is the system of the kingdom of God. And they don't have an idea of how it works here. They are still with the system of the previous world that they have come out from under. Remember when Israel came out of Egypt? But Egypt didn't come out of them. Take us back. Take us back. Take us back. Take us back. We remember when we were eating meat in Egypt. We, <laughs> we remember when we had the leeks and the onions in Egypt. Take us back. They came out of Egypt physically, 
But Egypt did not come out of them mentally. Come on now. That is why when people get saved, we begin to talk about the need to renew your mind and to understand that you no more live in the kingdom ruled by Satan. You now live in the kingdom ruled by Jesus Christ, the King of kings, the Lord of lords. Come on now, shout hallelujah. And in this, in this new kingdom, God and the devil does not walk hand in hand. And in this new kingdom, God does not get some devils to do some of his stuff. In this new kingdom, God does not use sickness to teach his children a lesson. Like someone came to the office about a month ago to ask me, Pastor, why don't you preach on suffering? What kind of suffering? Let me say this to you. God does not put sickness to teach you anything. God does not put poverty on you to teach you anything. There are two ways or two things that God uses when he teaches his children. These two things are, number one, the word of God. Someone say the word of God. Number two, the Holy Ghost. When he, the spirit of truth has come, Jesus says, he shall guide you into all truth. Come on now, say amen. amen. He shall do what? He shall guide, or you shall lead you into all truth. Notice, the Holy Spirit does not lead you into error. He leads you into truth. He shall guide you into all truth. He shall not speak on his own authority. But whatever he hears, that shall he speak. And he shall show you things to come. And he will take from me and he shall re relieve, re deliver it unto you. Come on, say amen. amen. So the Holy Spirit will teach you. He is called a teacher. Come on now, say amen. amen. The second way that God will teach you is by his word. Come on now, everyone say by his word. By his word. Every time you open the Bible, it is God speaking to you. When you read it, it is God speaking to you. It is God teaching you. Come on, say amen. amen. The Bible even talks about as little children or as babes desire the sincere milk of the word that you might grow thereby. Come on, say amen. amen. The word of God is quick and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of the spirit and the soul and the bone and the marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. God will teach you by his spirit and by his word. The Bible says the, the ways of the Lord are in his house. Come on now, say amen. amen. Praise God. Amen. So these are the two ways that God will teach you. Don't let anyone lie to you that God will teach you by putting sickness on your body. And if you come from a place where you've been taught that we're going to help brainwash you. <laughs> now brainwashing is good. When you're brainwashed with the right thing. The word of God is the, the Bible calls the word of God the water of the word. The Bible talks about the washing of the water by the word. And so as we preach and teach this basic stuff, the word of God will come and wash your mind and, and brainwash you and putting you the right substance that you need to have victory. Come on, shout hallelujah. Is this helping anybody? So man was in dominion, but man gave it up. 
and the devil took dominion. And the devil was basically running stuff. The devil was in charge and, and man could do nothing about it. Are you listening to me? But just look at what God did with man. He blessed him. I want to say he blessed him. Bless. <clears throat> Verse 28 says, then God blessed them. I like that. You see that word blessed? The word blessed right there means to empower. To what? Empower. To empower. God empowered them. Come on now, say amen. amen. God empowered them. Now, we can go ahead of ourselves, even though I'm trying to build something here so that you understand where all of this started from and how we came to where we are today. But we can actually go ahead of ourselves because I don't just want this because of time. I don't want you to think, oh, we are just living back in the day when Adam fell and everyone was kicked out of the garden. No, if you fast forward, you, would, you realize that the same empowerment that Adam had, Jesus is giving back to us. Amen. Oh, that amen is prayer. Amen. <laughs> the same, the same, the same. Amen. The same empowerment. You know, that's why I said God will never lose. God will never lose. The original plan of God for you is to dominate. The original plan for God for you is that you are empowered. Empowered to do what? Emp the word blessed right there is empowered to rule. Empowered to reign. Empowered to have dominion. Come on now, say amen. So in Jesus... You have been empowered to rule, to reign as a king, Amen. and to have dominion. Amen. And my Bible says to me that where the word of a king is, there's what? The word is power or authority. There is power or there is authority. When a king speaks, the subjects will run around to get it done. Can I tell you? You being empowered to reign as a king. Amen. When you speak, those words are not ordinary words. Those, oh my God. Those words are anointed words. Those words are power-packed words. Those words are backed up by all the resources of heaven. That's why Jesus said, have faith in God. For verily I say unto you, whosoever... Who's a whosoever here today? Thank you. A couple of you are a whosoever. Some of you don't even know if you're a whosoever. Who's a whosoever? For whosoever shall say unto this mountain. The mountain, of course, is a representation of troubles and issues and problems. For whosoever shall say unto this obstacle. For whosoever shall say unto this sickness. For whosoever shall say unto this demonic spirit. For whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, because man shouldn't doubt. Man shouldn't doubt God. Man shouldn't doubt, shouldn't doubt himself. <coughs> Anybody getting this? Man should not doubt God. Man should not doubt himself. Why? Because where two or three are gathered, I'm there with them. So it's you 
and God. Come on now, say amen. amen. By the words of two or three witnesses, let every word be established. God is a witness, you are a witness. Come on, say amen. amen. Come on, say amen. amen. So when you say to this mountain, be moved and be cast into the sea, and you don't doubt in your heart, but you believe that those things which you said will what? Come to pass. See, you shall have whatsoever you say. It's time to exercise your dominion, my friends. Amen. Come on, shout hallelujah. hallelujah. The centurion understands this. When he came to Jesus and he said, my servant is lying at home sick. But you don't need to come. Do what? Do what? Just say the word. I'm a man under authority. I've got soldiers under me. And I say to this one, come, and he cometh. And I say to that one, go, and he goeth. I also know you are ultimate authority. So when you say sickness, leave, it will leave. When you say prosperity, come, it will come. When you say devil, go, the devil must go. In other words, you are ultimate authority. Just like I have authority and dominion to command my soldiers under me, that is how you have dominion and authority to command things to happen. Can I tell you? That is what Adam had. That is what Jesus has restored to us. Amen. Tell somebody, I'm, I'm not chop lever. <laughs> tell somebody, I'm important. Because Jesus made me so. No, listen, this is not touching God's glory. He made us who we are. Yes. Paul said, I am what I am by the grace of God. Amen. It is the grace of God, my friends. Amen. He restored back to us what we had lost. Come on, say amen. amen. The Lord blessed them. I like it. Notice, them means them. Adam and Eve. Male and female. So women are also blessed. Yeah. Women, women like that. Yeah. Women, women. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. And God said to them, watch verse 28, be fruitful and multiply. Oh my God. Not be fruitless. I'll take authority over fruitlessness. I declare over God's people fruitfulness. Amen. If you believe it, shout, I receive it in Jesus' I name. Come on, I'm telling you. This is, not, this is not something that you are taught in school. No, this is not something you learn in your biology or physics class. This comes by impartation. And God blessed them. And God said unto them, be fruitful. How can you not be fruitful? How can you not be full of fruit? It is wrong to be fruitless. It is an insult to God to be fruitless. I command you to be fruitful in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. And you will be fruitful. Amen. 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 You will be fruitful. Amen. Tell somebody, I am fruitful. Tell someone, I'm always producing good stuff. Producing good 
Tell somebody, I'm, all, I'm living the good life that he has called me to live. You see, the Bible even talks about that. I, I read that a few days ago in the Amplified Classic, where it says that we have been given the very life of Christ himself. Come on now, say amen. amen. The very life of Christ, not the one under. The very life of Christ. That's what we've got, my friends. And Jesus was fruitful. How many of you believe that? Oh my God. When Jesus walked the earth, go study his three and a half years of early ministry. Jesus was fruitful. Everything he touched was blessed. Everywhere he went, he was in charge. Devils ran when Jesus showed up. Come on now, shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. Troubles ran when Jesus showed up. Death ran when Jesus came. Come on now, shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. You are going to be fruitful from today. You've probably never heard it before, but I'm here to declare it unto you. You, each of you, each of you, from the youngest to the oldest, you will be fruitful from today. You are not going to leave this service and remain fruitless. You're going to leave this service and you're going to be so fruitful. Everything you do shall have the touch of God upon it. You're going to be so fruitful in your personal life. You're going to be fruitful in your academics. You're going to be fruitful in your marriage. You're going to be fruitful in raising your children. You're going to be fruitful in your business. You're going to be fruitful in your relationship with God. You are going to be fruitful in everything that you do. Come on now, give him praise. God's plan is fruitfulness, not fruitlessness. Tell somebody I'm fruitful. Tell somebody this week is going to be a week of fruitfulness. I will be fruitful in everything. (laughs) Hallelujah. Come on, if you believe it, give the Lord a big shout of praise the Lord. What I'm doing today is reading to you the plan of God. God is giving us a plan. Receive the plan. Don't fight it. Receive it. What do you prefer? Fruitfulness or fruitlessness? He blessed them. He said, be fruitful and multiply. Watch this. So there's fruitfulness and then there's multiplication. Somebody's going to multiply. Somebody's going to multiply. Somebody somebody will not just be fruitful, but they're going to multiply in their their fruitfulness. Come on now. I just feel like declaring some things of our people here right now. Somebody is going to be fruitful and somebody is going to multiply in their fruitfulness. Come on now. Say amen. Amen. God wants you fruitful. God wants you multiplying in your fruitfulness. Come on now. Say amen. Amen. God wants you like a tree planted by the river. River. That brings forth its fruit in a season. Whose leaves does not fade. And whatever he does, prospers. Mm, mm, mm. I like that. My God. If you're not happy this morning, then something is majorly wrong with you. How can you hear this and not be excited? That this is the plan of God for for you, my friend. Adam lost it. Jesus got it. Adam gave it to the devil. Jesus took it back. Hallelujah. 
Praise the Lord. And Jesus gave it back to us. We are no more under the dominion of the devil. We are not subject to the works of the devil. We've come under the dominion of Jesus Christ. That is the reason why we speak the way we speak. We are what we are by the grace of God. Come on now, shout hallelujah. Praise God. Adam lost it. How did he lose it? Well, God said, don't eat. <laughs> don't eat of the tree in the midst of the garden. Look, Adam, I've given you all the trees. This one, don't eat from it. And here comes the snake. That one said the snake. Here comes the snake. As, as God said, notice, the snake was questioning what God said. And putting doubt in the mind of, of Eve. Has God said you shouldn't eat of, watch this, any of the trees in the garden? Notice, notice, even the devil did not know the tree. Oh, yeah. If he knew the tree, he would have said, any of the, no, 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 God. Now, now Eve told him the specific tree. <laughs> Eve said, no, God did not say we shouldn't eat of any of the tree in the garden. God said we shouldn't eat of the tree in the midst of the garden. Oh, that's the one, yeah. Who reveals God's intimate plan for you to the devil? You. When you run your mouth, <laughs> learn to talk less and listen more. That's why God gave you two ears and one mouth. Some of you, 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 you talk as if you have two mouths and one ear. And some of you don't even give people the opportunity to speak. You come for counseling, but you are the one counseling the pastor. <laughs> <laughs> you knew the answer all along, but you just came to test your pastor. If you knew, why did you come? You go to the doctor to listen. And the doctor will write prescription and tell you what the problem is and tell you what the solution is. Uh, bah, bah, bah. Shut up. Listen, the doctor has got the cure. You went to him because you trust him. You went to him because you know he knows his job. You don't go to the doctor's office and give him your opinion. Doctor, why, what, what if I take that? No, no, no. You will kill yourself if you take that. That medicine is not for this. This prescription that I'm giving to you, it's for this. When people come and somebody wants me to talk with them and they say, Pastor, uh, the Lord said to me, okay. You know, what you need to do when people come to you and say, the Lord said, just wash your hands off. Because, hey, bro, if the Lord told you, why are you asking me? <laughs> As you can see, I'm not the Lord. So the Lord already spoke to you. Why are you asking me? 
That's a dumb thing to do. Don't ever go and say, the Lord said. No, I don't say the Lord. When I'm speaking with Pastor Corey about stuff on my heart, I don't say the Lord say, said to me. Because you want your pastor to hear from God. Are you listening to me? So I sense in my heart, I, 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 I believe this is what I should do. Okay, so give me time, let me pray too. Are you listening to me? You come and say, do. I, yesterday night I had a dream. Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ appeared to me. And uh, he said to me that um, I should leave this church. Bye-bye. <laughs> because, Pastor, what do you think? What should I think? If Jesus already spoke to if Jesus got past me, the shepherd, and came to you, the sheep, that's a big problem. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So people think they are spiritual. But they don't understand that your spirituality is judged by the word of God. God never does anything outside the pattern. There is a pattern. I want to say there is a pattern. Authority does not flow from the leg. It flows from the head. <laughs> How good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. It is like the anointing oil that flows from the head of Aaron. He was a high priest. So the anointing will flow from the top, not from the leg. So the Lord said to me, I shall leave this church. That's the door. Bye. Because, really, I, I'm not supposed to try to convince you. Are you getting what I'm saying? I'm not supposed to try to convince you. Because even if I did convince you, that the root must be dealt with. Because there is a root right there. It is not what you say that I hear. It is what is in you that I hear. I hear what is inside. People speak, but I'm hearing what is inside. Because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth will speak. The mouth is speaking, but I'm listening to the abundance of the heart of the person. Come on now. Praise God. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. So we shall be looking at these things. We shall be looking at our, the head of the tree in the midst of the garden. And, and, and basically Eve said, yeah, that is the one. And so the devil takes him to the one. And the devil said to him, God knows that the day you eat from this, you shall be like God. Hey, he already made you God. Now you want to be like him. You want to take his place. Is that not the same thing Lucifer did in heaven? That's what he's trying to get man to do. Lucifer said, well, I'm going to sit on God's throne. I'm going to be like the most high God. Right? I'm, I'm, Lucifer actually plotted the first coup. For those of you from Africa. Uh, <laughs> um, the first coup. To overthrow the government. So he got one third of the angels of God. To come to his side. And he was promising them stuff. 
if you come with me, I'm going to make you my deputy. <laughs> if you come with me, I'm going to make you the minister of finance. If you come with me, I'm going to make you the minister of petroleum and gas. If you come with me, I'm going to make you the uh, administrator of my kingdom. And one third of the angels of God fell with him. But you see, that's where the whole thing about conspiracy started. You talk about conspiracy on earth today? Oh my God. Conspiracy started in heaven. When, when Lucifer <laughs> conspired with the angels of God under God's nose. Oh yeah. Oh my God. I've told people, even if Jesus was the pastor of this church, if you would be offended, you would be offended. Under God's pure administration, Satan still saw the reason to be upset with God. And then so they go, they plot and they plan. And, uh, and then God said, no, your plan will not come to pass. And gave him the left foot of fellowship. <laughs> now the Bible talks about the right hand of fellowship, Galatians chapter 1. But <laughs> yeah, Paul talked about that, right? He said, um, I came and then I saw those of reputation in the body of Christ in the church, Peter and James and the rest of them. And, and I explained to them the gospel that I preach among the Gentiles and they gave me the right hand of fellowship. Basically saying, well done. You are, you are welcome. You are one of us. So that's right hand of fellowship. But God gave the devil left foot of fellowship. Kicked him and all the angels that fell with him out of heaven, and they came to earth. Somebody asked me the question the other day, why did God send him to, to earth when God knew we were weak? <laughs> Somebody, <laughs> she was writing me, why? <laughs> oh my God. Why? God, God knew that man is weak. Why did God send? Why didn't God kill him? Why? <laughs> <laughs> Why didn't God? Pastor, I have a question for you. Instagram. I have a question for you. Yeah, what's your question? God knew that man was weak, and yet God sent Lucifer or Satan to the earth. Why didn't God kill him once? When, when a Christian begins to speak like that or ask questions like that, you know they are in defeat. Oh, absolutely. They are in defeat. That's why they are asking that question. There's something going on in their personal life. That's why they're asking questions like that. But a Christian in victory don't ask questions like that. Because whether God killed him or not, we still have dominion over him today. Yes. Come on now, say amen. amen. Why, are you, why are you worried about why God didn't kill him or why did God send him to earth? Man, listen, man was in dominion. Man was not weak. Are you listening to me? Men gave up on ch by choice, actually. Like some of you. No. Um, <laughs> praise the Lord. Amen. But you see, salvation is the only way to come into this new kingdom. Salvation in Christ. 2 Corinthians 5.17. Therefore, if any man is in Christ, is a new creation. Right? The old, everyone said the old. old. The old is gone and the new has come. Salvation. Salvation in Christ. So when you, when you come to Jesus, 
you come back to your original place. Outside Christ, you are still dominated. In Christ, you are in dominion. 